recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Welcome, friends of all designs, to uh, me accidentally starting the news early, because it's one of my favourite things to do. Um, it's great fun. I am Paul, and joining me in the studio tonight is Hazel. Hey. And in the ether is Toby. Hey. Ooh, it worked. Good. This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> always nice to have. So, uh, yeah, this is Zed Games, a show about uh, video games and things sl- slightly related to them if we feel like it. And sometimes just anything we want because uh, we have you captured. Sometimes traditional uh-huh. games. Traditional games, yes. I yes, feel like, like we've talked about chess before. Uh, yeah, yeah, and stick and ball. Um, actually, I did remember <laughs> um, when we, we were covering a local game, Wizard Chess, and I was like, why is this chess? And they said, it's not. It's actually a game older than chess, but no one knows what it is. And to prove their point, I can't remember what that game was. So, Wizard Chess it is. <laughs> Shoutouts to the Wizard Chess guys, yeah, who yeah. we've met several times now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Good, good old locals. Okay, uh, before we get too excited, um, a bit, oh, I mean how excited can we be uh we might jump into that news that i accidentally started playing for fun okay let's uh it's loading come on computer you're my favorite (laughs) computer (laughs) so who's had technical issues today nobody's ever had technical issues it's all time for the news even more companies have bowed out of e3 2023 Assassin's Creed developer Ubisoft announced in a recent statement that it would not be attending E3 later this year, despite having shared their intentions to do so as recently as February. While we initially intended to have an official E3 presence, we've made the subsequent decision to move in a different direction and will be holding a Ubisoft Forward live event on June 12th in Los Angeles. We look forward to sharing more details with our players very soon. Ubisoft was the first major company that had confirmed their attendance and them dropping out seems like a significant blow, considering that Nintendo and Microsoft had already stated they would not be attending. In the days following Ubisoft's revision, two more companies publicly confirmed that they would not be part of E3 2023. Sega, in response to questions from IGN, said, After careful consideration, we have decided not to participate in E3 2023 as an exhibitor. We look forward to sharing more information on announced and unannounced projects in the future. In previous years, Devolver Digital wouldn't be present on the show floor, but would set up in a nearby parking lot. They have also confirmed that they won't be part of the show in any capacity this year. E3 has not held a proper physical event since 2019, and many are questioning if it still has a place in the industry. There are still many developers who haven't said that they aren't attending, but their silence is noticeable. Whatever the case for E3, with only three months until this year's grand return, it won't be long until we have a more concrete idea. The 3DS and Wii U eShops have closed their doors for good. Earlier this week, Nintendo took the eShop offline for both the 3DS and Wii U consoles. It's no longer possible to make any purchases from those online stores. This was announced over a year ago and gamers have had plenty of time to grab anything they still wanted. If this is the first you've heard of it though, and you had plans to pick up something for your collection, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. While you cannot make new purchases, you are still able to re-download content you own and download software updates. 
changes to the national classification scheme could be on the horizon. The Albanese government has proposed stronger measures to protect vulnerable individuals from gambling-related harm by introducing a mandatory minimum classification of R18 Plus for games with simulated gambling and M for computer games with paid loot boxes. The proposal responds to the fact that the current regulatory arrangements for classification are incompatible with digital media, leading to non-compliant online content. The government plans to expand options for self-classification for the gaming industry in line with Australian classification guidelines, making it simpler and more cost-effective for the industry to classify their content. The proposed changes will help set the national classification scheme on the right path forward and ensure Australian families and consumers can benefit from trusted and reliable information to guide their media choices. Multiversus is going offline and will return in 2024. Player First Games has announced that the open beta for their 2022 fighting game Multiversus is coming to an end, and that the game will shut down until early 2024. It's being pulled from digital stores on April 4th and will go offline sometime in June. Multiversus released on the 19th of July 2022, which means it will have been live and playable for about a year by the time it goes offline. Many players have voiced their frustration with the announcement claiming the developer was not transparent with these plans. Especially upset are those who have spent money on cosmetics or the Founders Pack and will not have access to these purchases, some of which cost more than $100, until the game returns. And here are some upcoming game releases. On April 4th, Meet Your Maker is coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One and Xbox XS. Row 96 Mile Zero is coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox XS, Xbox One, and Switch. On April 5th, Movie House, the film studio Tycoon, is coming to PC. On April 6th, we have Curse of the Sea Rats, coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox XS, Xbox One, and the Switch. We have Everspace 2 releasing for PC. The Library of Babel also releasing for PC and an early access release of Raven's Watch coming to PC. And finally, a shout out to two big names in gaming that are coming out with a movie this week. We have the Dungeons and Dragons movie on March 30th, which is the date today. And the Super Mario Bros movie on April 5th. That's all this week in gaming news. Well, thank you for that, Mayo. A lot of news there. Um, and uh, nothing about um, the Zelda Zelda reveal, which is all I want to talk about. Get out of here. Oh, the <laughs> <of> Zelda. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah. Z-Mod. But, yeah, Z-Mod Zelda. Yeah. It's, yep. um, I, I love the... Uh, so, uh, very quick backstory, because it's not really news. They just showed some more of the new Zelda, which is out in... May. Like a month and a bit. Um, yep. 14. Yeah, they did 10-minute, like, gameplay. They just showed off a couple of new abilities and said, like, yeah, we're still not really going to tell you about, like, the purpose of the game. I mean, I guess we can assume you're going to be fighting Ganon or something else and then eventually fight Ganon when it revealed that he really was doing a thing. Um, and you'll, do, you'll be collecting some stuff. But, by God, did they double down on everything that made Breath of the Wild <laughs> unique. Um, so it's all about every single item in the world having properties that you can then manipulate to interacting i like the example they showed of you can put any consumable basically on an arrow so if you put an eyeball from a monster on an arrow it becomes a homing arrow or you can make a freezing arrow i don't know what the meat arrow will do um, feed them <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> you can put. You can. There'll be somebody who have to explode by keeping by just shooting meat at them. Like, I'm sure. Uh, or maybe skeletons that you can like reflesh. Um, <laughs> oh no! Oh healing, no! Healing things on onto zo- onto zombies so that they can come back and. And so, become human again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring love to the world. We're doing um, everything everywhere oh. style. Um, yeah, mm. uh, and then other news stuff. Uh, the, it's it's nice. Uh, so that government report that was mentioned uh, is the Stevens. The rep- Stevens report yeah, named yeah. after the guy who wrote it. Yeah. Um, and Philip, his name is. It's very strange why they went to Stephen though. Uh, it's his last name. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, That's not a last name. Anyway. Stevens. Uh, yeah. The Stevens oh. report is a very long, detailed, boring report about um, the classification system that Australia uses for media. Uh, there's a section in the chapter ten if you really want to read it. Yeah, it's um, a it's a pretty e- it's pretty easy read, and it's, yeah, it's uh, nice that it's a very sensible report. Yeah, it just covers changes that should be made to classifications for video games. Um, a big portion of it is. Um, interactivity so like online play Mm. um, also like interacting with other players Um, and then there's a section that says we recommend uh, games with paid loot boxes in them um, should probably be at least PG possibly M Yeah. Um, Mm, and anything that is a simulated gambling game like a casino yes, type and, and, game. And that, that kind of means directly a casino-y game. Because I, yeah. I have my own bugbears with teaching children addictive um, uh, behaviours via yeah. things that are slightly themed, but not, but just getting them to continue things. What about, cas- what about casinos in MMOs? That would fall under um, Well, there was a clause there yeah. that where he specified that, like, like, if it's just kind of a side game yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. main game... Maybe it ups the rating a little bit, but it doesn't like give it like an automatic, yeah, automatic R18. Rating. Also yeah. worth noting, these are all just recommendations from a report. None of this is law or yeah. anything well, like that yet. What I, I realized as I, we were chatting about this briefly today was part of the reason why it's so hard to make changes to the classification in this country is that it requires the states to cooperate. Um, because you can't just have like some states do one thing. It's like it's, it's got to be a national strategy. I'm like, well, that's just never going to happen because, you know, the country's all... And then I just remembered um, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we have to cut out Tasmania, oh, we yeah. just turned. Yeah, it's the um, it's the easiest um. We just to leave Tasmania off to. the maps when we do yeah. this. I mean, I don't, I don't want to. I'll invite them to come along, but if they don't come along, cut them loose. Off you go. <laughs> cut the bass link. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. We do not endorse that. <laughs> no. Um. Uh, this is Ed Games. I am Paul, and joining me in the studio is Hazel. Hey, and Toby. I'm having a lovely six six nine with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, our internal episode number is six six nine. That's right, sixty nine with a friend, um, <laughs> and that friend is Toby. Okay. Uh, hey, hey. You just have hey. to. You just have to like <laughs> cuddle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, I'm the, good. I'll stay over here. Okay. <laughs> they're just numbers. It means nothing. <laughs> Um, now, mm-hmm. uh, both Hazel and I are kind of going to dual review a video game. And since I'm in here live, <laughs> we all know what that means. What? We're going to do some stupid intro, because we do it like <laughs> yeah, This game is terrible. You're going to see some birds. You're going to grow some cactus. I don't know. 
<laughs> do you do you think about that before or no, it no, just, no no it no. just comes no, out it's, it's got to be and the only thing that that i really have to try to get in my brain is because i kind of do the same thing every time like the up and down and like, yeah i need to i need to find you a gotta different flow you gotta flow yeah, yeah yeah see if we can get um, there oh that that's good to know i can i've up some some terranil sound now in the background now time for some exciting this game is by free lives the makers of course of bro force and genital jousting yeah um, and the high bar yes and they're back with a uh, huh? <laughs> have you have you never played genital jousting toby no i played both of them i just didn't i wouldn't have seen them play it make this game well yeah. shut up toby now, now you're it's wrong time for you to learn. <laughs> uh, so terra nil's base concept is it is a strategy game is where it's sort of class but i put it as a puzzle strategy game primarily uh where mm. we have a destroyed let's just call it earth uh and we are bringing vegetation back we are trying to make the world and ecosystem uh strong again and recover from the devastation of terrible terrible people like and us if you feel like you're having deja vu because you're a regular listener i did talk about the demo for this back during steam next fest oh yes i remember we did that but this is the full game. This is the full game. <laughs> this is the full release. <laughs> um, now, Hazel, from some of the comments uh, in there, I, I, I deliberately have not discussed this game at all with you. Yeah. Uh, you're, you seem slightly more critical of it than perhaps I will be, so I would like to throw to your takes now. <sighs> like... <sighs> <laughs> so much science. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so peaceful. It's so nice. Um, but I feel like a lot of the gameplay is a bit unintuitive okay yeah yeah i think i maybe we're weighting them differently but i am very much on board with you yeah Yeah. um it it made me not want to keep playing after i had experienced the beauty of the game Ah. if that makes sense it had a bit of a different effect on me um so the general structure of the game is like this game is really short for a strategy game it's four oh, yeah it is four levels until credits but the thing is that's kind of mischaracterizing what the game is there's another four levels but they're kind of just shuffles of the last four well because this is the thing it is four games and then a remix of the games um the initial so basically you deserted wasteland you refertilize the soil water it Bloody blah, get some power, build some stuff. So each level has three phases. One where you sort of prepare it, then you've got to build back the ecosystem, and as it progresses, you start building in actual like uh, temperature and humidity and things like that into the world. Uh, and then in the last one, you get to try and bring animals back by observing them in certain environments. That's a bit more of like a, a hidden object game almost, a little, a little puzzle element. Um, but also cleaning up all of your stuff. Yeah. You, you're supposed to leave le- each level with nothing left on it other than the native vegetation. So you finished the first level. I got it. Uh, and kind of like Hazel was saying, I think it is a bit unintuitive because quite often I'd find a, get a thing, think I understand it, use it, and then, ah, actually that works slightly differently to how I thought it would behave with everything else. Uh, thankfully you can do, you can reverse, but you can only go one step back. Yeah, you can only undo um, one thing. So, so if you, if you think you've figured out a grand strategy to, um, to just absolutely wipe the level, you're going to do an amazing job. You get 10 steps into it and then you realize that it doesn't work the way you think it did. Um, you're just stuck with all the changes you just made and you're probably out of resources. And, but, well, 
So, kind of almost every level, I kind of stopped at some point and restarted. Like, yeah, I got. I, I didn't fully restart, but I restarted the phase a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went back and I had a better understanding and I sort of got it a bit more then. So yeah, I think the interface probably could do with a little fine tuning to sort of really tell you what's going on. It's yeah. okay. It's not terrible. It shows you like area of effect and stuff. But quite often, like, in one of the later levels, it was like I had to get the ecosystem up to a certain amount of, uh, I think it was moss on rocks, but it needed to be really cold for that. And I didn't realize I didn't have quite enough. And then I'd made the environment really hot and I had no way of cooling it down again. <laughs> so, yeah. like, oh, I'll just restart. But, um, so you hit the second level and you go, hey, why is all my equipment different? Because each level has kind of a whole different, while you're doing the same thing, you have a lot of different equipment and different ways of having to do stuff. The way you clean up is different in each level, for instance. Um, yeah. And then once you've played through the game, which I will describe as a tutorial of all the tools, um, you then can go and do the remix levels, which are those environments uh, which will then be mixed up. So uh, they'll add like lava to one of the previous biomes, something like that. Yeah, you get to kind of... You get like some of the mechanics from one of the levels you played, some of the mechanics from another one, and you get to mix them up yeah. and, and do different stuff, which is... and while, I think it was a creative way to get more content out of the game. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's... And while we say levels, the levels are procedurally generated. So it's like you're really just saying like oh i want to play that style of game at the did moment. you replay any of the levels yeah the i know the first level definitely isn't procedurally generated uh, yeah it has for me at least on a, it was exactly the same as the demo for me oh well that's weird no yeah they're definitely generated levels hmm. yeah uh, with a rule set to them so you can kind of play maybe the first gonna... time there are set Maybe, yeah. And then after that, it did, randomly it did generated. I, me. I did notice that there's the yeah. ability to put in a seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it, I think the only thing kind of lacking is a way for users to remix the scenarios as well. Because mm. it's just got like the eight set ones. Um, and while, you know, and these things normally took me like about an hour each, maybe a little bit. Yeah, probably on a proper playthrough, an hour each. Yeah. Because there's no time pressure. You can take your time you to just enjoy take your time it. Yeah. And look in, it's nice. And I played it on Steam Deck and on PC. The thing that really got me is that when you make a change, um, say one of the core mechanics is uh, detoxifying soil and then irrigating the soil to grow grassland. Yep. That's one of the first things you do on pretty much every level. Um, when you put down an irrigator, it only grows grass on the detoxified soil. Yep. The irrigator stays there after you're done and continues to take up space and resources. If you then detoxify some soil next to it that is still within its range, you would think that it would... Work again. It would yeah. work again and it would put some grass there. But it doesn't. No, it's so a, if it's you a do things, off. if you do things in the wrong order, you just waste resources, you mm. waste time, and it can kind of put you in weird situations. It's very strange. It's um, I was, I was a little bit. So I played it on normal, uh, and after I was done, I'm like, oh well, I'm gonna see what hard does because I kind of want it to be a little bit more strict and like give me a, uh, it really just increases the cost of things. I was a little bit a little disappointed that it didn't really demand more out of me. But on the opposite, um, you can go to the easy, which makes things really cheap and everything. And in fact, you can even just open it up, go to custom difficulty, and you can just put it in Zen mode where everything costs zero. Um, but what I found interesting about Zen mode is it still didn't allow you to do things like delete buildings or 
like they've got the back like in zen mode i just imagine having an infinite back like oh now i'll just go back and fix everything up you know, there could be a technical reason for that but it doesn't seem like it would be insane or anything no um, it, it feels like they just focused on the art and the sound effects and how beautiful everything was going to look and they kind of just didn't think too hard about what the I gameplay was going to feel like. I think the UI and how everything is, like, actually pretty good. The, the problem for me is more that it's having to do a lot. And it's a lot of ideas being it, communicated. As And as I say, each level has different ideas, which don't necessarily match with what you were previously doing. Like, when you've got to be cleaning up via monorail, yeah. I didn't get that at all at first. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's it's not super intuitive and it probably sounds like we're being very nitpicky but it's worth noting that on steam right now this game is 37 australian dollars and if you just play through it once play all of the levels once you're going to get less than 10 hours gameplay most likely yeah yeah and and as i say i don't think that is how you're supposed to engage with it you're supposed to get into the loop and enjoy it and come back and it is a there is no time travel. It's a good pace. It is but fun to replay, but... If you are the kind of person, which is, admittedly is me, who just, like, plays games to the credit and then, like, okay, on with my life. Yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe not. Maybe not worth your money. Maybe yeah. wait for a sale. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's available on Netflix. I don't yes. know what that means. Oh, okay. So, if you have a Netflix account, you have this game. You have this game on uh, mobile and PC. Um, so, it is free for Netflix users. Well, there you go. And if you've got a Netflix account Ooh. already, give it a try. Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah I, downloading even been, now. Yeah, picking on the interface a bit, I still really enjoy it. Like, it didn't take it me any really effort nice to It was a really nice time. I'm just not sure it's worth $37 worth right for. now. Yeah. yeah. So, it's a Wally puzzle game. Wally. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Yeah. yeah, that's a good that's a good way to describe it. Okay, and we all know <laughs> what that means. <laughs> oh, that was our review about Terranil, published by Devolver Digital. Our friends who often sell us codes and will not sell us, send us codes, including that one. Paul just <laughs> pointed to me, and I was so scared that he was asking me to freestyle. Just have some fun with it. Come on. <laughs> never, uh, but now we are going to cut to some. Um, so you're listening to Z Games, is that it? You're listening to Z Games. You're listening to Z Games. Hello, you're listening to Z Games. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. This is Z Games. I am Paul. Hey. And joining me is Toby from the other side. Hello, Toby. Hello. Oh. Hello I'm here. I miss you. And I'm Hazel. Hey, who's, Hazel. Who's here in corporeal form? Yeah. Hey. You can touch me. Please yes. don't. Oh, no. <laughs> Theoretically, <Sorry>. it could <laughs> be done. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I think we all know what this means. Hmm? Now comes oh. another real <laughs> thing. <laughs> this time. It's about fishing. There was something else in it, Jess. Hey! I hope it's fun. <laughs> okay. That, um, uh, different energy. Okay. That uh, was wildly was? different. But tell us, tell us about the game. What we is are, the game? We are here to talk about the debut title from Black Salt Games, a New Zealand developer, mm. called Dredge. This is a fishing game. 
uh, fishing game Ooh. with its little twist being that it is also a horror game uh, based on a very um, Cthulian Lovecraftian mythos, but I think it's an Ooh. original one. Uh, so you are, uh, you are a fisherman, your boat's been scuttled, uh, you wake up in a town and you are given a boat and you got a little debt to repay. Actually, yeah, it must be the fastest repaid debt in the world. I think that took about three minutes to repay the debt. I thought it'd be one of those games where you're just paying it off the whole time. It's not a like, Tom Nook situation. Oh, you brought us 20 bucks worth of fish? Ha! Huh, the boat's yours. Off you go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so primarily it is a, a fishing game. Uh, mm-hmm. So you go around different spots you get different fishing equipment that can access different areas uh each fishing it's not like a cast out like struggle back in they tend to be little mini games so uh primarily just timing based Uh, if you're really bad at them you can turn off the need to it just makes it take a little bit longer so the real thing about the game is um time management and they do this a few different ways so um you don't necessarily want to be in the sea at night because at the night there's it's dark and you start to panic and the more you panic the more things will start happening around you and coming for you like one of the early things that you know, there's like a boat coming towards you Paul like, sorry is this a fishing game with a sanity meter yes it is exactly a fishing Ooh. game with a, sanity <laughs> uh, a boat coming towards you at night and you're like I don't know there are other boats out here and as it gets closer it reveals that this is actually like a monstrous angler fish with like a boat lure at the front of it and attacks your boat uh, so everything you do in the game uh, takes time but not doing anything takes no time. Um, so when you move, time ticks forward. When you fish, that takes time. But if you just want to stop and think about what you want to do, you can just sit there for infinity. It's not going to move forward on its own. Um, so yeah. it's risk reward. Hey, I found a good fishing spot. I'm getting a lot of stuff, but the sun's coming down. But I can probably get one more eel. Should I? I'd have to come back here tomorrow. It took a while to get here. Uh, and then you're going home in the dark. And one of the things they do is, um, so low visibility, it's very foggy. Uh, and you know you might think that's all right i really know the way Hmm. doesn't mean that the uh geometry of the land is going to be the same at night when your light only illuminates at five foot from the boat uh so drive driving at night can be quite problematic but you can start upgrading your gear you can get big lights and do stuff so um do things physically move outside your vision like um, I, I didn't quite work out how exactly how it was being done. I think there might just be various states that can exist at night. Because hmm. I just know sometimes I could go down a straight and there'd be nothing. And sometimes there'd be a big rock in the middle. And sometimes like another rock, but not a huge variety of those. But enough to mean that, especially early game, they had to be very careful near the shore. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's got some cool stuff. So you're sort of tasked with getting these relics for this man. And it's... It's only a short amount of story. It's probably about five minutes of written text in the game, really, when you get when you get to the brass knuckles of it. But that's spread out over about eight hours or so. You find messages in bottles telling you the background. Uh, and, you know, you, you meet lots of people around. You discover a bit of background. But mostly it's going around finding weird things, fishing, uh, lots of mutated versions of the ships, of the things that you do. And probably the only thing that I don't like about reviewing this game at this point is that it is coming out tomorrow our time like i think there's about eight hours left before it comes out um Mm -hmm. there are mysteries in this game that i don't know and i can't ask anyone (laughs) because it's not out um Mm. i have a feeling from some of the dialogue there is an alternative ending or an alternative goal to the game that i haven't worked out 
um, and mm. there, there are a few things that I know I can do, but I haven't quite done it yet. Because I, at the end, I was like, oh, I'll just quickly see credits, and then you can go back. So you can go back after credits. It just goes before the last um, uh, mission, basically, uh, and that's good. I would have kind of, I would have loved like a new game plus in this, which maybe it's like a Mass Effect three. Yeah, it's just like you still to start with all your good equipment and they up the difficulty of the world, make it a little bit more vicious. Like that's and stuff. what you want. You want it to be a yeah. new game plus where it's a bit harder and, yeah. and more interesting. Yeah, because but uh, instead yeah. it's just like it just resets to before the end. Yeah, and you can keep playing. Like, okay. Um, uh, I was reading something by the devs, and if you want it to be harder, they're like, "Well, just don't sleep," because if you don't sleep, you sleep, you become more insane and more stuff happens. And if you want the game to be easy, just sleep a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but what it, so it, it's a uh, hardcore it's, yeah it's a <laughs> it's a, a bit cartoony third person play uh, the, the art style's really nice it just managed to you know it looks like a bright cheery almost wind wakery world until it gets dark and then weird stuff is around and um, there's one area in front which is just in a permanent deep thought fog and that's very little windy rivers and everything um, yeah as I said it took me about I think eight and a half hours and I wasn't playing super fast but I also wasn't taking my time I was still trying to play it for deadline um, so like I reckon you could probably blast through the game in like four hours if you're like I'm gonna do the mission 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 done mm. uh, but I reckon you could also spend like 20 plus hours in it if you were, if you like fishing games um, because you, there's like a big encyclopedia to fill out of all the fish catching everything all the varieties there's some fish challenges around um, yeah so it's a really good looking what's, what's the core fishing mini game feel like it's not the mini game so it's, it's the a, game so basically it's just winding in so there, there'll be a ratchet winding in and they'll have points on that ratchet that if you hit A at the right time it'll wind it'll be a big jump forward so for a lot of those ones it's um, if you just didn't touch it at all it would come in but just much slower and take a lot more time in the day before mm. you start going crazy uh, there are some things like when you're dredging which you've sort of got to like jump back and forth on a maze that's rotating around you um, it's pretty simple but it is time yeah it's more timing based which as I say you can turn off in the settings if you okay. if you struggle with that sort of thing I don't think it's a struggle I think it's sometimes you just muck up and then you're like it's good for the panic it's yeah because it's not overly difficult but you will sometimes still make a mistake and then it's like oh no it's 11 o'clock at night and the weird snake thing's coming out oh gosh it's 6.53 um, at night and yeah we've got a show to wrap up that's right I, I, I hate having to stop talking so you know what that means <laughs> <laughs> it's true he never stops talking that was the end <laughs> of that review <laughs> good times everyone okay uh, I am Paul I'm here with Hazel and Toby Hey. And uh, this has been Zed Games. Uh, it's been a wonderful time. We've talked a lot of things about video games, and they're really good. They are on computers now. Yay. And um, at that, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, good night to our dear <laughs> listeners. They get better every year. Woo! Yeah. It's true. Uh, Play we, some Wally. Uh, we will see you all later, friends. Bye. Bye. Yes, bye indeed. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See you next time. time.